Hi guys, happy Friday. Welcome to the Not The Top 20 betting show with me, Ali Maxwell. On the line with me this morning, George. George, Merry Friday to you. We were we were quizzing last night, weren't we? Big old charity quiz. Well, you were, I mean, you were quiz master. And That's I was true. quiz player. Quizzy. Um, you were very good. I like the fact that someone, having watched you doing a, uh, a pub quiz, then said to their friends they thought you, should, you were very good and you should be on telly. So that shows <laughs> you're obviously doing the right kind of thing in your career, which I'm glad to, glad to see. Also shows there are still people out there that don't know we're on the telly, which is a shame. I think the vast majority... People out there, no, they're not watching Sky Sports on Friday nights. You're saying they're out and about, maybe socialising and maybe doing something on a Friday night. Exactly, huge. That is doing what you and I used to do, you know, back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. No, it was a great night. Charity quiz supporting a few friends of mine and George's who are running marathons and raising money for excellent causes. Uh, And uh, yeah, much fun had by all. It was the first time I'd done something like that, and. I was quite nervous beforehand, but absolutely loved it. God, it was so fun. And uh, yeah, now very much available and open to offers for weddings, quizzes, uh, air bar mitzvahs, anything like that. Just uh, just drop me a DM on Twitter. The rates are affordable, I would say, just on the expensive side of affordable. Uh, this is The Betting Show. It's for over 18s only. We ask that everyone listening who is over 18 who might have a bet this weekend to please gamble responsibly and understand the risks around gambling. Last week, George, uh, we did fairly well, four out of six, which is, I would say that is a real sort of standard seven or eight out of 10 week. Uh, Annoyingly, the one of mine that didn't get up was my nap, which was slightly damaging. Lincoln couldn't do the business at South End, so they are very much in my bad books. But um, uh, personally, I found it quite tough this week to find some strong fancies in this EFL slate, a tricky slate of fixtures, you might say. But partly, it wasn't necessarily not knowing the outcomes. But I'm finding, George, that it, it feels like the prices are getting shorter for the Fabs and longer on the other side. And I, I seem to remember the same, feeling the same way this time last year. Is that something that happens uh, at this stage of the season? Is that because there's, we, we just know more about these teams or rather the bookies know more about these teams? Yeah, I, I, it kind of plays into the latter one um, because if you think early on in the season, <clears throat> you know, you mentioned... Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned it then or off air, but Doncaster this weekend, they're a very, very short price. Yeah, so the two that caught my eye were uh, were Stoke 1.56, best price to beat Charlton, who are, of course, above them in the table, uh, and Doncaster 1.64 to beat Rochdale. Those were the two, really, that that sort of caught my eye when I was thinking about this. And if you're thinking about the way that you approach um, kind of the the punting side of things, you you, you might be right that 15 games ago, Doncaster may not have been 4-7 to to win (coughs) a home against Rochdale. But that doesn't mean that they weren't. That wasn't the true price. And that's the kind of market inefficiencies that you're trying to exploit. So now that there's more evidence, there's more um, data, there's more to go upon, that the price is probably going to be closer to to what it should be in terms of you know the historical um, side of things and, and how teams have performed over the course of the season. That's not to say that there aren't still edges that you can find. And just because, you know, the fact that Doncaster are four to seven rather than five to six doesn't make this harder because maybe four to seven is too short and then you can mm. back rush to the other side. So Yeah, that seems you know, to be the, the, the general feeling well, I'm getting is this is a good time if you've got any stances on some of the outsiders or anyone you think is improving even at this stage of the season, then there, there could be money to be had on some of the outsiders. Um, well, yeah, but, but that's not necessarily the rule as well. I mean, all I would say, all I'd warn against is, is the idea that, that the favourites are shorter 
um, shouldn't in your head mean that it's harder to win money. I mean, if anything, you know, as people say, backing um, Favs week in, week out is, is the quick way to the poorhouse. So, right. um, so, you know, you probably, then there's, a, there's an idea or there's probably a sense where if you're, if you're coming on, you're seeing loads of teams, especially teams like Stoke and Doncaster, who are no great shakes. If you're seeing them heavily odds on, um, yeah, I'd probably be, and you're going to see that's kind of what I've done this weekend. You're going to, your eyes should light up at what's going on the other side. Nice. Okay. I'm actually going to do my nap first here. Uh, it's in the Scunthorpe Cheltenham game. Uh, I am picking the outsider at Cheltenham, the away side, uh, although there's not much in it. 2.86 is the best price as we're recording on Friday morning. Now, uh, firstly, a, a caveat that, or a disclaimer, I suppose, that this. Uh, was flagged by Mark O'Hare, who's a great friend of the pod, an absolutely wonderful man. And in terms of betting on the EFL, uh, basically the number one follow, the number one person to read. Uh, he's just absolutely excellent and we love him. Uh, he flagged this up on the Matchbook podcast, which I host and which he guest stars on each week. So I, I can't claim to be entirely original here. I hadn't gone through the slate yet, but when going through it again this morning, I do think it is the best value that I can find in the EFL. Cheltenham to win it at Scunthorpe, 2.8. So a couple of ticks below 2-1 to one here. Uh, Mark picked a, a handicap selection. Uh, I'm just going to go straight up Cheltenham. I'll probably bet on them to win to nil as well, actually. Partly because their their back line, Cheltenham, is just immense. I know they've they've dropped out of the automatic promotion contention uh, in in recent months. They had a bad run, but in sort of November December, they only won one league game, so they did fall away from the top three. But they're in sixth at the moment. They've got games in hand um, in terms of points per game. They've actually they're doing better than Colchester, who are one point above them, but have played two games more. Uh, so they're they're just outside of that of that top five. And when I said, I thought it might be five into three. Now the top five, Northampton, Exeter, Plymouth crew and Swindon, you did flag up Cheltenham on Monday and said, well, keep an eye on them. And I think you're right to do so in hindsight. They've only conceded nine goals away from home, which is absolutely astonishing in 15 away games. So there's, there's something about the way that Mike Duff has them playing away from home, which makes them exceptionally difficult to score against, to create chances against. And I think although the, the, the points tallies don't necessarily back this up, there is, a, there is a feeling for me that playing away from home for this Cheltenham team slightly suits them in an attacking sense as well. I, I think like many teams at this level and like many teams that play the sort of system they do, 3-5-2 with an onus on defensive structure, they do sometimes struggle to break teams down who sit in a low block, who, who go to Wadden Road and, or the Johnny Rock Stadium as it is now and, and try to get a point or a nil-nil. I think they're, they're more suited to playing with a bit of space, a bit of counter-attack. Uh, and I think that's what they'll get when they play away at Scunthorpe this weekend. Alfie May, since joining in January, he's probably been one of the January signings of the window so far. Four goals in five games uh, since leaving Donny and joining Cheltenham. Brilliant pick up that. Uh, he's back up front with Luke Varney, who's back from injury. Uh, and I think that's that's quite a nice partnership as they head into the, the, the business end of the season. As for Scunthorpe, well, they're obviously without a manager at the moment. Paul Hurst walking out after arguments with the owner. They are sliding as well. They've really got to be careful. They're in 19th at the moment. That is how many points above the drop? That is 11 points above the drop. So probably not too much in fear of relegation, but uh, just a terrible, terrible season. Having been in League One last season, having suffered relegation... 
having hired a manager that I thought, you thought, we thought would, would help to turn the club around slowly but surely. Uh, and he's walked out after falling out with the owner. They are clearly having to cut costs. And, and it's not a great situation for anyone to go into. It doesn't provide a particularly good atmosphere around the club, as you can imagine. Uh, Russ Wilcox is in charge at the moment, the caretaker. He wants the job full time. Uh, the first game after Hurst left didn't exactly go swimmingly. They lost 3-1 at Crawley, uh, dominated uh, by Crawley in that game. So um, I think it's just a good bet, this. Cheltenham uh, 2.8 to beat Scunthorpe. I'm going to back them to win to nil as well because I can see them keeping Scunthorpe at bay. So I, so I suppose the big question for me is, will Cheltenham create and take enough chances to, to, to get a goal or two? Uh, that's my nap this weekend, my best bet in the EFL. What's yours? My best bet in the EFL, <clears throat> as I kind of as as what we spoke about before, I'm looking, I'm basically living in League Two this week because I think there has been possibly what you mentioned earlier about the kind of favourites being too short. I think that's running true here in what is a very unpredictable league and a league where you know they it's pretty common to see fairly um, routine shocks and Swindon's price at Carlisle. Um, largely odds on a couple of firms or even money just seems very very um, on the skinny side to me uh, Carlisle I mean as I always say Carlisle it's important not to be massively um, swayed by a flurry of good results they're not going to go from being one of the poorest teams in the league to being one of the best but there's absolutely no question that they have improved massively since the new manager came in um, you know pretty much revolutionized this as a team you're looking through their last five games they had that brilliant performance in the FA Cup against Cardiff where they eventually lost 4-3 they got a, a point at Oldham which has aged very very well indeed given Oldham's strength since that since that fixture they've beaten Walsall they've gone to Forest Green and won 4-1 and they've got a really decent point at Mansfield last time out I think it's fair to say that Carl Carlisle are now playing kind of at worst as a mid-table team and they're playing against a Swindon side who are well clear at the top of the table they're the likely winners of, of League Two they're I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to get promoted. But it's easy to, to look at the league table, I think, and assume a dominance here that maybe doesn't necessarily quite exist because their away form is, you know, at best average. If you're looking at their last five away games, they've been beaten um, by, by, you know, Port Vale, Newport and Colchester have all covered the minus one against Swindon in three of their last four away games. They beat Plymouth in a good win and they drew with Forest Green and with a decent point. But... Swindon on the road are by no means the best team in this league and, and you know, the, the invincible nature of them at home, uh, which is totally fair, just doesn't play out away from home. It's also easy to get caught up in, in the Yates and Doyle um, narrative. There's obviously no question that they're much, much better with them in the team and that those are two players who, who have missed games in January due to the transfer situation. But Swindon weren't necessarily convincing against Exeter. Um, they didn't provide, you know, the massive spark that we, that we, that we kind of almost thought that they would do. And just to odds on, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be careful to be too um, to be too damning because I know what's coming next. But <laughs> it just, I, I just think this just feels like a game where there's an assumption that this is first against twentieth, and therefore the the, the the leaders are going to run away with it. But I think the evidence on the pitch in the last four or five games suggests that there's a much, you know, there's, there's a much. These two sides are going to be much closer together, and it's going to be a far more balanced game than that suggests. So I'm going to, as with all of my bets today. Um, I'm I'm taking the draw no bet to make sure that if it's a draw we don't we don't do our money. Okay. Um, but at fifteen to eight, Carlisle draw no bet is my 
is my tip. Fair enough. The reason I wanted to go first so that you could do your Carlisle nap second was because I'm picking Swindon to beat Carlisle this weekend uh, as one of my next best bets. And it's interesting, <laughs> everything you said, really, I... I, I I won't really spend too much time debating it because I can't pretend that my uh, selection here is based on anything except for pure trends and stats. Um, these are the trends and stats. And this is basically, I just thought, I, I, I can't not back this when I see this. Carlisle's record against teams in the top seven, played nine, lost nine. Swindon's record against teams in the bottom half, Played 13, won 13. So uh, I saw that. I saw Bet Victor offering even money. And I thought to myself, well, uh, so far this season, there's been pretty clear evidence that when it comes against playing, when it comes to playing against the very top teams in the division, the top seven, Carlisle just simply can't lay a glove on them. Uh, and when it comes to playing the, the well, the, the bottom half, Swindon are completely dominant. So um, I, I, I sort of, um, I respect your pick. Uh, I hope that it goes well, but ultimately <laughs> loses. And um, what would be a bit of a disaster would be a draw here. That would that would be a real shame. Um, anyway, so I've picked Swindon. That's my next best. What's your second selection? Yeah, it's Grimsby drawn a bet away at um, Bradford's. Uh, this is mainly about Bradford's, who um, have brought in Stuart McCall, and I think that's a move that in time will prove a smart one. But anyone, I don't want to repeat myself to, to those, you know, I, I'd assume the listeners of the Monday pod and the listeners of the of the betting show, is, the Venn diagram is probably pretty close to two circles. So um, I'm not going to bore you by going through my, my concerns about Bradford in length again. But generally, my, my theory and my feeling is that it's a squad that's lacking in quality, except for their um, two very good centre-backs. And um, I don't really see what Stuart McCall is going to have to work with here. And they come up against the Grimsby side who have improved under Ian Holloway. I'm not sure they're anything better than um, just an improving lower half of the table team. But given the lack of firepower that Bradford have, given the issues they've got um, and the, the poor form they're under, I think they're kind of a, a bit of a must lay this weekend. Um, and I think at worst, we know that the Holloway's Grimsby are going to give them a game and are going to be up for this. So um, it's just a, yeah, a Bradford negative bet. So Grimsby at um, Grimsby draw no bet at thirteen to eight is okay. my next best. All right, up the mighty Mariners, as Ian Holloway keeps saying. Uh, I'm going to the Championship for my third pick. It's Reading to beat Hull City uh, again. Just, 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 just odds against two point zero five is the best price. Um, it's not my favourite ever price, but I do think that. Uh, in the championship, it's tough this week. I'm going to pick Reading because under Mark Bowen, uh, I suppose there's two two Bowens really at play here. <laughs> under Mark Bowen, they have the seventh best record in the league. Um, and, you know, we're not talking about, well, we're talking about a growing sample size here. 19 games, uh, Reading just outside the playoffs in that stretch. Uh, eight wins, six draws, and just five defeats in those 19 games. Uh, and it's really based on well, to be fair, everything he discusses, which we have, you know, we have, I wouldn't say we've laughed at it in the past, but we have noted how when he first moved in, uh, he uh, he kept banging on about being hard to play against, defensive structure and organisation. And in fairness, there's nothing to, to mock because he's got them incredibly tough to break down uh, uh, the second best defensive team in the league or the second best defensive record in the league since Bowen took over. They've conceded only 17 in 19 games under him. So all the evidence so far points to Bowen being a genuinely good uh, defensive coach at the very least. 
Uh, the game against Brentford on the weekend was not the game to judge this Hull side post Grisicki and Bowen departing. Uh, not an easy team to play against, especially when you go behind early. But it was pretty uninspiring. And that first 11 all of a sudden does look pretty uninspiring. I think it's fair to say that for most, given how, given how in the championship, unlike you know the Premier League or something, there isn't that much of a gap between the teams. You don't see teams putting together unbelievable winning runs because generally the teams they come up against, they're never that superior than them. And there's not too big a gap between the teams. You know, it's, it's perceptible, but not massive. And I think when you've got a team like Hull, who were banging mid-table when those two left at the end of January, a mid-table team in the championship losing two, well, their two best players, two players who have moved one to the Premier League and one to the top team in the championship at the moment in West Brom, that is going to have a very significant impact on, on the strength of that team. And given that I don't think there's a Fairly huge... negative, you'd think, wouldn't you? I would say so. Is that what I said? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying it's just, you know, you said it big impact. I was like, yeah, probably, probably a bit of a negative one. <laughs> I would say so, yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm looking at Harlem 14th. I'm looking at the teams below them and thinking, well, are they now a lot worse than some of these teams? Now, we spoke in the car on the way to the Kassam on Tuesday about potential uh, Hull relegation bet, which at one point was 10 to 1. Well, the Hull relegation bet, I mean, yeah, it was, it was 100 to 1. Um, mm. I think b- b- before the um, before the Brentford game. I see, okay. Uh, yeah, they're 40 to 1 Okay. currently, um, which, you know, it's probably a good value loser, I would say, still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to be too positive about them them going forward this season, I agree. Yeah, there would be a lot of clubs that would have to get above them. Most notably, I guess, Wigan in that last relegation spot would need to get 10 points or 11 points more than Hull probably uh, in the next 15 games, which is pretty tough. So probably not too much of a worry in that sense, but I am worried about them generally uh, on the pitch. I don't think this is going to be pretty. Uh, I think Reading could eke out a win here. So again, like Cheltenham, because of Reading's strength defensively, I will be backing them to win to nil here. Uh, Reading's my last pick. George, uh, just over even money, 2.05 to beat Hull this weekend. Uh, what about you? What's your last one of these for me? Uh, Oldham, draw no better, 3-1 to one at Crewe. Nice. Um, you, you can you can tell I'm following a theme here, um, but an, another one where crew just seem way way too short, and, I, and I'm you know crew uh, another team who are probably pretty likely to go up this season, but you know the prices around kind of four to six seems pretty disrespectful to an Oldham side who are really firing under under Dino Mamria. Um, you look at their recent results; they are unbeaten in six. They won their last two games three one and three nil against Mansfield and Bradford. So scoring six goals in their last two games, conceding just the one. Have a look at Mike Holden's Fox Punter ratings as well. In the last four games, they are top of, of League Two um, with 1.54 XG4 and 0.77 against with a ratio of 66. That's better than Swindon in second. So it's not a fluke that they um, are picking up these points. And if you look at their the opposition they've played in those four games, it's Carlisle, who I've just said, I think, uh, a mid-table side. Salford, who are definitely improving with a, with a playoff push on the horizon. Mansfield, who have improved under Graham Coughlin, and Bradford, who are, as I mentioned, you know they're in seventh, are, are a side who, who I think are, are over um, are overestimated, let's say, by many. So I I think that Crew, you know, Crew are a side who deserve to be where, where they are on their day. They're very very good indeed. Their home form, um, especially, is 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 very very good indeed. Um, they've you know beaten. They put five past Morecambe. They put three past Hunthorpe, four past Carlisle. 
But I just think it's too short. And I think if, if Oldham put in another performance at the level they've been performing at recently, then they had every chance of coming away with this, um, with something in the game. Um, so, I mean, double chance is probably a decent bet as well at odds, at odds against. But I'm going to stick to the draw no bet. Um, and at three to one, I think there's a, a bit of value there. Lively. Three draw no bet picks in League Two for George this weekend. My bonus bet, I'm, I'm, just, I'm still backing Michael Ahikwe of Rotherham to score first. Uh, so sorry that it's not particularly exciting or nothing new. Very exciting. I think I picked him, uh, I don't know which week it was, but one of the last few weeks. Uh, I'll say it again. Uh, Rotherham are the best in the EFL from set pieces. Uh, the best in League One by a ridiculous margin. According to who scored, they've scored 22 set piece goals. Uh, the next best in League One is 11. So twice as many set piece goals as the second best team in League One. Um Ihikwe, well, Wood is the one that seems to get on the end of the majority of them uh, and has been scoring quite a few recently. But Ihikwe gets on plenty as well. Uh, he's had he's had a shot or an attempt on goal in eight of his last 10 games. I think he's had 16 in his last 16. So uh, pretty much on average once a game, Ihikwe is going to be getting on the end of something. Uh, I think they've got a tough game at Lincoln tonight. So I'm always, I always look at the games that I think will, will be fairly low scoring. Uh, so there's not too many chance of loads of goals happening before this. Having said that, Betfair have their each way terms. I think it's um, a third of the price uh, if they score any time each way terms. So for 35 to 1, Betfair offering with those each way terms. I think that's exceptionally generous and I will be making the most of that. And hopefully Michael Ihikwe will be paying for our next uh, EFL midweek trip uh, this weekend. But uh, uh, yeah, who's to, who's to say? What about you, George? What's your bonus this weekend? Well, Cambridge are another side that I'm backing, um, probably in, in the draw no bet market as well, at Newport. <laughs> um, after their... I mean, Newport just looked very, very short for this. I'm not convinced they're out of the woods after um, a really difficult spell. Mike Flynn's obviously got them um, kind of back on the straight and narrow-ish, but... For them to be, um, you know, heavily odds on against uh, Cambridge just seems a bit unfair. Um, I've spoken at length early in the season that I thought Cambridge were a side who were worth keeping an eye on. Uh, it went very much the other way uh, with Colin Caldwell being sacked a couple of weeks ago after consecutive 4-0 home defeats. Uh, but they beat but they beat Colchester, ending that unbeaten record on Saturday with two dramatic late goals. If there's a way that if there's anything that's going to galvanise this, this club and this side, especially after dispensing of a manager that kind of result and that kind of performance will do so. There's not much to be scared of going to Rodney Parade, as I say. Um, it's likely to be a pretty low-scoring low game, slightly put off by the fact that Cambridge haven't um, kept a clean sheet on the road for a long time and have been fairly porous. But you know, I guess part of this is the is the reckoning that things are kind of going to change there. They've certainly got the quality in their side as well to, to put up a decent fight. So, I mean, Newport games are, are generally pretty pretty dour, especially in February on that Rodney Parade pitch as well. Um, so I think it's going to be a pretty low margin game. Um, so correct score at 10 to 1 for Cambridge to win this one 1-0. OK, very nice. That's the end of uh, this week's uh, betting show. Just a reminder uh, of what I'm picking. And then, George, you'll run through yours uh, for those who need to note those down. Cheltenham to beat Scunthorpe away from home at 2.8 is my nap uh, this weekend. Swindon to beat Carlisle. And Reading to beat Hull, both of those around the even money mark. Uh, and my bonus, Michael Ihikwe of Rotherham to score first. 35 to 1 with Betfair is what I'm taking because they offer the each way terms. What about you, George? Yeah, I'm, as I said, getting with a few teams on the road in uh, League Two today. Um, so it is Carlisle 
Grimsby and Oldham all draw no bets and then Cambridge to beat Newport 1-0. Well, let's see how we go. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, hopefully you have enjoyed our other content this week, both the Monday podcast, the Nigel Clough NTT20 meets that was released uh, last weekend and also our new podcast, Going Up, Going Down, uh, which is via The Athletic. It's a separate podcast feed, so you have to search for Going Up, Going Down to subscribe to it. But please do give it a go if you haven't already. We think that we are, well, we think we've made a show that complements this show uh, and the Monday pod really well. Uh, we think that it's got some interesting features, uh, entertaining and analytical and hopefully informative and entertaining. That's kind of always the idea. Uh, go and find Going Up, Going Down and give that a listen once you're done here. Uh, and otherwise, have a cracking weekend. Best of luck with any punts. Please do gamble responsibly and we'll speak again on Monday.